Welcome back to another episode of Off the Grid. I'm your host, Kaylee. The French Grand Prix was Sunday, and let me tell you, there was a lot for Red Bull, and there was a lot for Mercedes. If you're a Red Bull fan, definitely worked out in your favor. If you're not a Red Bull fan, and if you're a fan of uh, Mercedes, not really the turnout that you wanted. If you're a McLaren fan, good things on that aspect. If you're a Ferrari fan, not as much. Alfa Tauri, Aston Martin, Alpine, and Alfa Romeo kind of stayed the same in standings. Williams moved up, and Haas, well, we're starting with Haas because they are at the very bottom of the team standings. Mazepin and Schumacher, they didn't really do much that they, I mean, they they pretty much did everything that they normally do. Mazepin came in last, Schumacher just before him, and... Really, it wasn't really that uh, interesting of a race for those two. Uh, if you're Williams, the weekend was definitely kind of a trial um, because their team principal, uh, their former team principal, uh, left and you know their CEO was kind of stepping in as team principal. So they definitely had a, a, a decent weekend. I mean, Nicholas Latifi finished 18th, but... And that's kind of normal for Latifi, but, I mean, George Russell, all he had to do was finish 13th, and they would have moved up in the team standings. George Russell was like, I could finish in 13th, but, you know, 12th, 12th is better. Because I'm going to be, make a really bold statement that could very well be true, and I think that Haas will not finish any higher than what they did in Baku. I mean... Haas just does not have the car to finish higher. Williams doesn't really have a car to finish, you know, in the top of the pack um, towards, like, the podium. Uh, And the only way that they're going to get that car is if they kind of slowly move up. And, I mean, Russell, he was two positions away from getting a point. I mean, if he had passed signs and then, you know, passed Stroll, I mean, he would have been in 10th. He would have gotten... Williams a point, they would have pretty much been been uh, sitting really nice with one point ahead of ahead of Haas and guaranteed that they were not going to be last. But unfortunately for them, you know, George Russell, just shy of the points. Um, but still, I think a great weekend for, for Williams. Williams got to be happy they aren't sitting at the bottom anymore. Uh, Alpha Tau, or <laughs> Alpha Romeo, um, Alfa Romeo definitely didn't have, like, the best weekend. I mean, uh, Kimi Raikkonen coming in in 17th. Uh, Antonio Giovinazzi fif- finished 15th. Uh, for the So, for Monaco, for Baku, back-to-back, uh, point scoring. Not the outcome that, you know, Alfa Romeo probably would have liked. They probably would have loved to get one more point um, and kind of continued that streak, but... I I think that it was all in all like a a decent weekend. The the circuit proved uh, a little bit. Uh, the track conditions kind of changed, uh, because of the the rain, uh, that they had had just uh prior to the race. So kind of washed away all the rubber that was on the track, and then, obviously with, with a little bit of that, uh, going on, you know. The circumstances of the race did kind of change a little bit, but. I mean, for Alfa Romeo, 
they're still sitting ahead of Williams and Haas in the team standings. Their drivers are are still in, you know, decent position. Uh, they are in the driver standings, considering that four drivers are beneath them. So, not not too bad uh, of a race result for for Alfa Romeo. It's kind of where they've been uh, throughout the season. Alpine, the home Grand Prix for Alpine, didn't go as planned. I mean, they've got their French driver Esteban Ocon just signed a a contract that guarantees uh, it was one of the longer contracts which long contracts aren't really common in Formula 1 uh typically it's like one season and then at the end of the season they'll be like oh we'll sign you again uh but they they're putting a lot of faith in Esteban Ocon they see that he's got potential uh you know he's he finished 14th he they definitely would have wanted him to finish higher, especially since it was their home Grand Prix, since it was Ocon's home Grand Prix. Um, but, I mean, they they walked away with some points today with uh, uh, Fernando Alonso finishing in eighth. Not the best finish. Uh, like I said, for, for Alpine, they probably would have liked to have both cars uh, within uh, the points scoring, with point within point scoring positions. But, I mean... You got to take what you can get. the The points that Alonso scored, they're just gonna have to have to run with it. Uh, it was a an interesting weekend in France. Um, sadly, not for the not for the home team. So, I mean, moving on to to Aston Martin, Lance Stroll finished in point position. So he finished in tenth. Started at the back of the grid because of some incidents in qualifying. He didn't even get the chance to to really have a timed lap because of you know the some uh of the the incidents in the session in the red flag sessions in the qualifying so you know if you're Lance Stroll kind of having a, a crappy start to the race and finishing in in 10th it's a good it's a decent finish uh, I think from where he where he started so it was definitely a, a better weekend for for Aston Martin Unfortunately, uh, for them, they probably wanted a little bit more points. Not at their best finishes, considering that their past two, Sebastian Vettel, who finished ninth in uh, France, just came off of a fifth-place finish in Monaco, just came off of a podium with a second-place podium in Baku. I mean, they definitely wanted to have a little bit more of an impact in the race, finishing ninth and tenth, still scoring points for the team, which is obviously always always the goal. So for Aston Martin, they're definitely probably a little bit a uh, little bit upset about it, but uh definitely still a, a good outcome for them because a lot of the teams uh only had you know the opportunity to have one of their drivers or you know they didn't get any other drivers uh, in point position. So I think if you're Aston Martin, you got to be happy with your weekend results. AlphaTauri Definitely did not have the outcome that they probably wanted. Um, Pierre Gasly coming off of a podium, finishing seventh in the race, his home Grand Prix. He'd probably like to finish higher, but, you know, the <laughs> really the first through sixth positions were that was pretty much their own race. 
that was insane. So really, seventh through twentieth on <laughs> in the in the results are kind of just they were doing their own race, and then one through six was kind of a whole different uh, race. And we'll we'll talk about those teams later on. But I mean, Pierre Gasly definitely had his had his trouble with Lando Norris. Uh, at one point, he was kind of running him off the track, and then ran himself off the track. And uh, then Norris kind of passed him uh, and finally got past him. And definitely uh, it was a, a great move uh, on uh, Norris's part. But, I mean, Pierre Gasly can't be upset with the finishing in point position. But um, unfortunately for his teammate, uh, Yuki Tsunoda didn't finish in an ideal position, uh, didn't score any points, finished 13th. Still not as horrible as he's done in the past, so... I mean, Sonoda definitely had some uh, issues during, I believe it was uh, one of the practice sessions um, over the weekend. So, really, Afatari, they're still leading the uh, kind of like the midfield of the the uh, the A's. <laughs> All the there's four teams on the on the grid with A's, and they are at the top of it. So. I mean, and then there's a quite a big gap between AlphaTauri and Ferrari. And unfortunately for Ferrari, they did not score any points this weekend. Uh, Carlos Sainz finished 11th, and unfortunately for Charles uh, Leclerc, he finished 16th. So, I mean, unfortunately for for Leclerc, he he did go into the pits. He, I believe he was one of the first to go into the pits, if not the first to go in and then uh, get a new set of tires. It definitely impacted him and his race. Obviously, he finished in 16th. Not an ideal position to finish in, especially when you've kind of been very consistent uh, throughout the season. I mean, he would have scored points in every single Grand Prix had he been able to start in Monaco. So kind of going off of very consistently finishing throughout the season, finishing and I believe he finished, kept bouncing back between uh, fourth and sixth uh, positions throughout the season. Now going, dropping down to 16th, something, you know, this weekend just must have not, you know, clicked for for Leclerc. And unfortunately for Ferrari, that meant that they uh, didn't get to go home with any points. Uh, Carlos Sainz did just miss out on uh on point position uh he was right there <laughs> he finished right under uh Lance Stroll so i mean definitely an upsetting weekend for ferrari uh they put up a fight so they can't you know they did lose their uh third place uh position to uh mclaren and mclaren had one hell of a weekend. I mean, they probably had the next best weekend after Red Bull. And, uh, I mean, McLaren got their spot back uh, in the driver's standing, or and not at the driver's standings, but the team standings. And, I mean, Daniel Ricciardo. I mean, where was he in Monaco? Where was he in Baku? Well, I think that he's finally starting to click with that McLaren that he's in because finishing sixth, keeping up with his teammate Lando Norris, 
they were pretty much together for a majority of the race. I mean, it was the two McLarens just tag-teaming, just passing one after another, getting up, climbing up into the point positions. I mean, fifth and sixth place finishes for Lando Norris and Daniel Ricciardo. Lando Norris had some great maneuvers, and Daniel Ricciardo had some even more amazing ones. I mean, Ricciardo had passed Fernando Alonso early on in the race, and then he kind of was like, "Here, Lando, I'll throw you, I'll throw you this place position. Come up and join me." And they were kind of just like, feet. Ricardo was kind of feeding Norris some cars to pass, and they just kind of together climbed up the, climbed up the standing. So I mean, Lando Norris has been the only driver to consistently score points in every single Grand Prix so far this season, and I mean, he scored he scored points. This weekend, he uh, is, I believe, fourth place in the driver's standings. So, I mean, McLaren can't be too upset about that. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo is, I believe he's in ninth uh, in the driver's standings. And, I mean, what a fantastic race weekend for McLaren. They've got to be happy, even though they didn't get on the podium. I mean, Lando and Daniel, they both raced phenomenally. McLaren did a great job. I mean, Ricardo did kind of pit a little bit earlier than Norris, but it it paid off. Uh, For Mercedes, unfortunately, after coming off of two really bad weekends, I mean, they suffered in Monaco. They suffered in Baku. They didn't suffer in the way that they had suffered in those two races. Like, um, they didn't suffer in France as bad as they had the past two weekends. But, I mean, they were first, second. You know, they were kind of jumbling around within that top three. And then Red Bull came. (laughs) And Red Bull came, they saw, and they conquered. Because Sergio Perez, you know, the minute he saw, I mean, Max Verstappen first came up, past uh, Valtteri Bottas, and then, you know, he he saw the opportunity, he was chasing Hamilton, saw the opportunity, took it, just went for it to regain their their first place, and then uh, Hamilton was kind of the one, sp- the, the driver splitting the two Red Bulls, and, uh, I mean, if you're Verstappen, it's got to feel good standing on the top of that podium, knowing that that should have been your third straight first place podium. I mean, it it's their it's Red Bull's third straight win. Verstappen in Monaco, Perez in Baku, now Verstappen again in France. But this time he's joined by Sergio Perez for the first time this season and I hope that it's not their last because Red Bull is proving that this could be the year that they dethrone Mercedes and they dethrone Lewis Hamilton. Now, the point, the points for the driver standings for Stappen and Hamilton are there's a a large gap separating Hamilton, who's in second, to Perez, who's in third. Now, both drivers, I think it's safe to say that both drivers, Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton, are very talented. It's more of a battle of whose car is better, and I think this year. 
the Red Bull is definitely proving I'm not going to make it easy for you, Mercedes. You're going to have to fight for it. And may I say that Red Bull is doing a pretty good job. And I think that they have a very good chance to take home another first place finish in the Red Bull ring next weekend. Now, if you're Hamilton, he probably was not too pleased to be standing in second uh, on the podium watching Max Verstappen get the first place trophy, watching Sergio Perez get the third place trophy, and watching the Constructors' Trophy go to Red Bull. Now, if you're, you know, watching all this unfold, Red Bull just increased their lead even more uh, over Mercedes. And that's what makes Formula One, especially this season, a little bit different than previous seasons because Red Bull and Mercedes have been going at it for the past few seasons now. And Red Bull has been behind Mercedes. And now Red Bull is kind of leading and saying, Mercedes, I've been behind you for so long. I'm going to make sure that this is the year that I that I win. And I mean, Verstappen had, I mean, an amazing undercut against Hamilton in the pits. I mean, and Verstappen had two pit stops. And, you know, the way Verstappen was driving today, he clearly deserved driver of the day. And it was well awarded uh, to him at the end. So Verstappen walking away driver of the day after having such an amazing race. And I think that a lot of fans will say that Verstappen definitely deserved it. I mean, the way he was driving, just amazing. And last week I predicted, uh, I tried predicting anyway, (laughs) Uh, I said that uh, Max Verstappen was going to take first, Perez was going to take second, Hamilton was going to be third, and then I said, but Norris could potentially squeeze in there for third, if not third, he's going to be fourth. Well, unfortunately for Norris, I miscalculated and he was in fifth, but still close. I said for the hometown uh, drivers, or the drivers who were experiencing a a home Grand Prix, I said, well, Gasly's probably going to get fifth. You know, Ocon's probably going to get fourth or uh, eighth. Yeah, Gasly got seventh and Ocon got 14th. So I I was a bit off. But I I had a feeling that after Baku, Max Verstappen was not going to let anyone stand on the top of the podium. And I'm so glad to see a little bit of a fight this year, especially that late in the race. There was about a lap and a half to go. And Verstappen passed Hamilton, always keeping the sport a little bit interesting, especially that late when everyone thought, oh, Hamilton's probably going to win. And then Verstappen said, ah, made a little mistake, Hamilton. I can fit my car through there. <laughs> so always great to see a little bit of action in the in the race like that and definitely a lot of great moves from a lot of drivers um the court the circuit proved a little bit uh more interesting than i think the drivers a lot of the drivers cared uh for it to be but i definitely think that france was a good opening to a triple header and i mean next weekend we are going to the red bull ring that's going to be an interesting fight. The driver standings f- for the uh, world championship is still close. I mean, the constructors championship is close still, but it's not. I mean, anything can happen 
in the world of Formula One, and that is why a lot of fans love it. So, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Off the Grid. You can find us on Twitter at F1 Off the Grid, or go to our website, F1OffTheGrid.net. Make sure to come back next week for the preview for the Red Bull Ring.